want to welcome every one of you to this podcast. And I know that as you listen to the teachings from the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, I know that your life is going to be transformed and you're never going to be the same again. Do you know the times that we live in are very critical times and we need the Word of God now more than ever. We do because so many things are going on. You know, there's threats everywhere about third world war. There's terrorism, economic and financial crisis all over the place. So many things are happening in the world today. And you know, if there's any time we needed God, it's now more than ever. Hallelujah. You know, but Jesus told us, he says in the world, he said it, he said in the world, you will have tribulation. So none of these things actually should surprise us. He said in the world, you will have tribulation. You would have like trouble going on. You have things, things will happen in the world. But he assures us, he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. And you know, when you know something like that, your confidence is boosted. It doesn't matter what you you face. It doesn't matter the news that you hear out there. You know, know, there are some people who they live on, you know, CNN and um, BBC and all the news channels. You know, they live on those things every day. They watch CNN Every day, every day, every day, you know, they just focused on all those news. And all you hear about is terrorism, you know, financial problems, or how there was some killing somewhere, you know, something, earthquake, uh, natural disasters, and all these things. And when you hear all those things, they bring fear. And you know, people are scared. People don't even know what to believe anymore. There's so much hardship. Now in the West, you know, people think a bit better and people are enjoying a bit better. But places like Africa and the underdeveloped world, the hardship, the suffering is real. It's real. People that used to have it a bit easier. It's not like it had ever been easy really, but it's now so difficult now more than ever. Hallelujah. But you know, Jesus told us, He says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. There is hope. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is hope. And we as children of God, when we see these things happen, we are not surprised because the Lord Jesus Christ had told us before. He had already told us ahead of time what to expect. There will be famine. There will be hardship. There will be war. He said nations will rise against nations. People will rise against people. We're hearing of all kind of ethnic cleansing going on around the world. We're hearing, oh, Iran and the USA confrontation. We're hearing about this. We're hearing about so many things going on in the world today. But all these things are signs of the times that we are in. We are in the very last of days. Hallelujah. And in these days that we are in, in all honesty, it's not going to get any better. 
If anybody told you things will get better than this, they are lying to you. It will only get worse. It will only get worse. There will be more news. There will be more economic problems. All these things. Why is it happening like this? Why is it happening? Why are all these things happening? Because uh, it's just like if you remember the parable of the sower. Maybe I should go there to read the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 1. Now watch this. Jesus says the same day when Jesus went out. The Bible says the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. And some fell upon stony places when they had, they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of the earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, and some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Hallelujah. And then if you go on, he began to explain the meaning of the parable. In verse 18, he said, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received by the wayside. Now when the, the seed was cast, the ones that fell by the wayside, because the person didn't understand it, because there was no understanding, he lost the revelation, he lost the rema, and there was no addition to his life. Hallelujah. Then verse 20 says, But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he which heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet had he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. But when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. Did you see that? He said, the word fell in stony places. Now he received the word, he is rejoicing. There are the ones who shout in church, Rema, preach, preach, and all that, you know, they shout. But the word does not have roots in them. Hallelujah. It's not enough. See, we must personalize the word. The word must be personal. It's not enough to shout and jump and rejoice. The word must have roots in you. And how can that happen? Through meditation. You have to talk to yourself. See, what is the truth? Do you really, really believe that God is able to do all things? Do you really, really believe that there is nothing too hard for him? Do you really believe it? Do you believe it? If you believe it, he said it. He said, when persecution, tribulation and persecution arise because of the word, when the word comes to you, let me tell you something. It also attracts tribulation and persecution. 
it also attracts tribulation and persecution. He says when it comes because of the word, he is offended. Hallelujah. And that's why, see, we must get to that position where we hold on to God's word against all odds. It doesn't matter what you hear. I, I told you, I said, I know the definition of faith in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I know that definition. Hallelujah. But I always like to say the best definition of faith is God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Hallelujah. Because when God says, if you check through scriptures, the enemy tries to always dispute the word of God. God spoke to Adam and, and, and eventually to Eve through Adam that don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat it, you will die. Satan shows up and says, has God said? Disputing the word. Jesus was at the Jordan. John the Baptist baptized him. And the Bible says the Spirit of God came down upon him as a dove would. And the heavens opened. The voice came from the excellent glory and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God spoke. It was audible. Jesus heard it. John heard it. But guess what? The next minute, the Bible says he was driven into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. What was the first thing the devil said? If you are the son of God, command the stones to become bread. Disputing, contending with the word of God. I told you, whenever God speaks, it attracts tribulation and persecution. Whenever God speaks, it attracts, the devil is attracted. He always wants to dispute the word of God. What has God told you? The devil wants to dispute it. He wants to fight against what God has told you. He always wants to do that. Hallelujah. And that's why, see, no matter what you see, I don't care. Yes, God told me I'm healed. Yes, I might still be feeling the pain, but I refuse to focus on that pain. I focus on the word of God. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Hallelujah. God said he has opened, he has placed before me an open door which no man can shut. But it looks like everywhere is shut. It looks like I'm hemmed in. I don't care. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Just like a woman, you know, a prophecy has come. She's been looking to get pregnant, to give birth to a baby or something like that. She has been praying to God for that. And then the word of God comes and says, you are blessed. Be fruitful and productive. God has opened your womb. You are blessed. Now the word has come. But maybe she keeps trying for the baby and nothing seems to have happened. What will she say? Did God lie? Does God lie? The devil will show up and say, I thought God said you will be pregnant. How come up till now you are still not pregnant? You see, I told you all these things, they are lies. They are things, words to make you feel good, to give you unnecessary hope. False hope. What do you mean by false hope? There is no such as false hope. Hallelujah. The Bible says it clearly, it's a Christ in you, the hope of glory. As long as Christ is in you, you know that eventually what he says will come to pass. Hallelujah. The devil always likes to contest, to contend with the word of God. So he says it. 
He says, when persecution, tribulation and persecution arise because of the word, by and by, over time, he is offended. What does he mean he is offended? Is he angry? No, that's not what he's talking about there. He begins to deviate from the way. He begins to change his confession. He loses the ground of God's word. He loses the word that was sown into him. And so the, the seed is choked. The seed dies. And he says, He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Did you see that? He said he received it but there are thorns around. What are, what are the thorns? The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Deceitfulness of riches. Many people, they have the opinion that, oh, if I only had this, my life would be better. If I only had this, I had that. The deceitfulness of riches. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. And God expects you to be content at whatever level you're in. Wherever you are, he expects you to be content. Be happy. Be satisfied. If what you had now is all that God has blessed you with, be grateful to him. Be thankful. Hallelujah. He says godliness with contentment is great gain. Hallelujah. So when somebody, you know, receive the word, but you know the cares of this life, worries, how will I do this? How will I do that? all these things? And then, you know, these things usually come with temptations to do what you're not supposed to do to get money, to get this, to get that. What do they do? They choke the word and it dies. Hallelujah. Now, the devil knows that if the word is sown into your heart and your heart is a fertile ground, it grows undisturbed. The word of God will make you what it talks about. The devil knows it. If you can only believe the word and keep saying the word to yourself against all odds, eventually the word of God will come to pass in your life. The devil knows it. And so he will do everything to fight. Fight. Fight the word. His fight is not, it's not you. He has to, if he doesn't take out the word, if he's just fighting you while the word is still inside, the word will produce results. So he will fight the word to make sure he takes out the word from you. Hallelujah. Verse 23 says, But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He knows it. The devil knows. But if the word of God will gain grounds in your heart and you understand the word, he can't stop you. He knows that. He knows that. And so that's why he will fight the word. He will fight. He will do everything possible to fight. And that's why the key here is this. What's the difference between the, the one who is fell by the wayside and the, the devil was able to steal the word, the one that fell among the stony grounds and it died, or the one that fell among thorns and it was choked and it died? 
and the one that fell on good ground. What's the difference? The difference simply is understanding of the word. Receiving the word and understanding the word. And let me tell you, understanding the word comes by meditation. Comes by meditation. And that's why, see, it's not enough for you to go to church, for example, and you hear the sermon and then you go. That is not enough. That's why if you look at it, he said some and hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Why? Why is some hundredfold? Why some sixty? Why some thirty? Because of the level of meditation. The more you meditate on the word, the more of the word will produce fruit in you. It is said scientifically that when people sit down to listen to a speech, for example, at the end of the speech, they only assimilate like 10% of all that was said. That's why if you can do it, maybe if you can try, for example, speak for one hour and after speaking for one hour, ask the people who were listening, what did they get? You'll be amazed. You said a lot of things, but some of them will be able to say just a few things of all that you said. Why? Because that's the human brain. That's the only thing they were able to get. Hallelujah. But if you go back home, and that's why I thank God for the opportunity that he has given us today, the advancement in technology, where you can have audio recordings, for example. Those days when we didn't have much, we didn't have phones like we did. And we had our jot as we wrote down and we should still write things down. We should. We wrote down the key points of what we got. But thank God for audio recording so you can get the whole thing. So you go back and listen. By the time you listen, initially you listen, you got just 10% when you were in the church. Now you went back and you listen to the thing again, you've gotten another 10%. And you listen again, another 10%. So every time you hear, even though you've heard it before, you hear something new. And that thing, as you hear it, not just your outward ear, but the ear of your heart, you hear it, it gets into your spirit. It gains ground. It becomes a revelation. It becomes something that you know. It becomes a part of your life. Hallelujah. Now, the reason why people are the way they are, why they are the size they are, you know, why they are the height they are, the reason why they are the way they are basically is because of the food they ate over time. It's the food. Now, if somebody naturally, in the person's genes, it's in the person's genes to be tall, naturally. If the person doesn't eat food, he's not going to be tall. Even though maybe his father is very tall, his mother is very tall, if the person doesn't eat as he's supposed to eat, he will not be tall. Hallelujah. That's how it is. People are the way they are because of the food that they digest. Not just what they ingest, but what they digest. When they eat the food, the ones that enters, the one that the body accepts, that's what makes them the way they are. Praise the Lord. So um, hearing the word of God is just like uh, you go to church and then the sermon is preached. It's just like eating. When you eat you know, a normal meal you eat, at the end of the day, a huge part of what you ate is going to go out as waste and the body will pass it out. The body will take what it needs and the rest it will pass it out as waste. Hallelujah. 
the more you digest the more of the word of god that you digest and again i said that digestion comes by meditation the more you will see the result of it in your life when somebody we know we have a lot of people who are calling themselves god generals and all that i'm telling you the truth anybody can call himself anything in every country in many countries where you have these rebel groups and all that fighting against the government the rebel leader will call himself a general that doesn't make him a general Praise it doesn't make him one there are certain things that you have to do the word of god has to abide in you he said if you abide in me and my word abide in you very important you have to be so deep so deep in the word that when you are scratched like when you are squeezed the word of god is coming out of you hallelujah the word of god deep in your heart comes through meditation you know as a preacher i preach and then i hear people oh praise god they're so excited about the message and all that they're excited you know they, they, they oh i was so blessed today oh really Okay, what did you learn today? To be able to say one or two things, but majority of what was said is missed. And as time passes, they forget everything. They forget because they didn't understand the word. The word didn't gain grounds in your heart. And so it didn't produce results. Hallelujah. So from today, God expects you. See, these days, like I started out by saying, the days we are in, these are very critical moments. Only those that abide in the word will be able to stand in the times we're in. It's already difficult as it is, but the truth is that it's going to get worse. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you a scripture, the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. He says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. What is light? God's word is light. The Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is light. The Bible says, The entrance of thy word giveth light and gives understanding to the simple. For thy light is come. What will make you arise and shine when the word of God comes into your spirit? Say, thy light is come, the word. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. The word of God will bring glory into your life. The only thing, it says, arise. What can make you arise? The only thing that's going to make you stand is the word of God. He says, arise, shine. But then verse 2 says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness. The people, look at it. Right after he talked about the light coming and the glory rising, the next thing he talks about is the darkness. He didn't just say darkness. He said the darkness. The darkness. Why? He's talking about a personality. He's talking about a person. The devil. I told you earlier. I said he likes to contend against the word of God. Anywhere you see the word show up, you see the devil is coming. The seeds fell by the wayside. Immediately, he came. He says, arise, shine. 
for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The next thing he says, behold, for behold, he didn't say darkness. He said, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness, the people, hallelujah, the devil, he will show up after the word of God is released. He will come to contest the word. He will come to contend with the word. What has God told you? If you don't hold fast to it, the devil is coming. He's coming. Just like he asked Eve. Did God say, if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die? God, God lied. Imagine the liar himself. The father of lies. He's calling God a lie. Can you imagine? Say, God deceived you. He lied to you. He knows the day you eat of it, you will become wise. So he tricked you. And Eve fell for this. Why? Because the word was not rooted. It wasn't rooted. Hallelujah. And I told her, I said, the secret is meditation. Meditation. The moment you take your ears or you take your mind off of God and you start listening to that other voice, trouble is coming. Trouble is coming. Who are you listening to? For one moment. The Bible says that the, the voice of the Lord will come walking in the garden in the cool of the evening and communicating with Adam. For one minute, they took their attention, their focus off from the word. And then they began to listen to the other voice. And they got into trouble. He says, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness. The people, it's not going to, I told you, I said, it's not going to get any better in the world. It's not going to get any better in the world. It won't. The only people that will stand. Look at it. He says, but the Lord shall arise upon thee. How will he rise? Through his word. He will bring his word to you. And when you receive that word, when the word gains grounds in your heart, his glory shall be seen upon you. People will begin to ask you, how come? You are still cool, calm, and calculated. Even when all these things are happening around the world, how come you still look like you're okay? Why? Because the word of the Lord has come to you. Hallelujah. I want to show you something in the Bible. The book of Acts chapter 27. I'm going to read from verse... verse 21. Now, this was a time when... Um, Paul was held a prisoner and they were taking him because he had appealed to Caesar so they were taking him to Rome you know he was held a prisoner they accused him of breaking some Jewish laws and all that and they wanted to kill him so he said he was a Roman citizen and he has to be tried in, in Rome by Caesar and so he was held a prisoner and on the ship where they were there was you know, some storm and it was a very terrible storm and many of the people were scared. They were afraid for their lives. And they had not eaten for a long time. Verse 21. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. You now Paul had warned them by the spirit that something danger was imminent. But they didn't listen. They were like, who is this person? They had checked their, their weather forecast. They had checked everything. It looked like it was good. But Paul had information by the Spirit that problem was coming. 
told them, but they didn't listen. Verse 22. Oh, I love this. He says, And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. Pause. Hey, this man is a prisoner on the sheep. And he's telling them, he says, there shall be no loss. Nobody's going to die. Only where, yes, the sheep will be lost, but nobody's going to die. How, how do you know this? Why are you so, why are you talking like this? What is your confidence? Remember that scripture we read earlier, Isaiah 61? It says, arise, shine. Why? For your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen. Look at his reason. Verse 23, he says, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word of the Lord came to him through an angel, by the hand of the angel. And that gave him confidence. Even though everybody was worried, they couldn't even eat. They were troubled. But he was okay because he had gotten information. The word of God had come to him. Hallelujah. He was confident. He knew he wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't time to die because the word had come to him. Hallelujah. I said it. I said only those that have the word of God in their spirit, only them, they are the only ones that will be able to stand in these days that we are entering. Hallelujah. Only them. Glory to God. Only them. Hallelujah. And that is why, that is why you must take the word of God more seriously. If you will stand, if you will make it, let me tell you plans are in place for the new world order. One world government plans are in place. A time is going to come when the economy as you have it is not going to be the same. When we were kids, we were hearing about a cashless society. We thought it was a joke, but it's happening now. Even in third world countries, everywhere they have ATMs now. When I was growing up, when I heard that there were machines in the West, in America and in Europe, where you could just go and put a card and money will come out. You could go any time of the day. I thought that was a joke. And I thought, well, that could only happen in that part of the world. It can never happen in Africa. Now you have ATMs everywhere. It's happening. And there are some places you go, for example, there are some hotels you go to, you can't pay with cash. You must use your credit card. You can't pay with cash now. There are many applications you have to do right now. They are online. You cannot pay with cash. You have to use your card. We are fast entering a cashless society. All the things that the word of God said will happen, we are entering. It's happening so fast. We are in the last days. I know you've been hearing this for a long time. You've been hearing about this for a long time. Ah, they told us that we're in the last days since we were kids. Now we're grown, we're adults, yet the world is still continuing. Yes, but let me tell you something. The Bible says a thousand days before God is like an evening. Praise the Lord, it's just like an evening. Not because God is slow concerning what he said will happen. He's trying to give more people opportunity to come in. That's why he's doing it. But that doesn't mean we are not in the last days. 
And again, I always like to tell people because sometimes that message too, there's a way the message going to people and hear, well, the last days are coming. So maybe it's going to be 30 years from now. So let me just enjoy my life. And then after 25 years, 28 years, uh, I give my life to Christ. The question is, who promised you tomorrow? The day you die, the world has ended for you. And you are going to meet your maker. You're facing eternity. It's over. So whether the world comes to an end or you come to an end, something is coming to an end. And that's why we have to be prepared. Only those who are rooted and grounded in the word will stay. There's going to be a great shaking in these days that we are in. There's going to be a great shaking and everything that you believe will be questioned. And that's why the key to surviving in these days is not only hearing the word, meditating on the word hear it let the word of god see we are we that's why we are doing for example this podcast we are doing uh many recordings our messages are out there we're putting these things out so you have content something to always feast on feed your spirit always remind yourself there is hope let me tell you something if you had everything in this world you had billions of dollars in your account. You had airplanes. You had big businesses and all that. Fame and popularity. If you had all those things, but you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. But if you have Jesus and you don't have billions of dollars in your account, you don't have the private jets, you don't have big businesses and all those things, if you have Jesus, you have everything. Everything. You have everything. Hallelujah. I'm going to end by saying this. Remember the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus was poor. Now, God, that's not to say as a child of God, you should be poor. Hallelujah. But it's just like a good example of what I just said right now. Lazarus was poor. He was begging, eating from the crumbs of the rich man. But he was righteous. He didn't make it because he was uh, he was poor, right? He made it because he was a righteous man. Because in this world today, there are some people who are poor, and because of their poverty, they result to armed robbery, they result to killing, they result to wickedness. Praise God! All such people will go to hell. So he didn't make it because he was poor. He made it because he was a righteous man. Then the rich man. Uh, the rich man was rich but he didn't know God at the end of the day they both died and then the table switched the one who was rich couldn't even get a drop of water to cool his tongue because he was tormented in the flame and then the one who was poor and could barely get from the crumbs that were falling from the rich man's table the table switched there he had everything he wanted hallelujah so, you know, people are not wise. Life here on earth is so short. So short. Eternity is so long. In fact, it's actually an error to say eternity is long. Because if you say, if you want to say it's long, that means there's a measurement of eternity. There's a length of time, right? Eternity is not long. It is forever. So our life here on earth is an interruption in eternity, a short 
time, like a dot between eternity, between forever. Hallelujah. And what we do in this short time will determine the life we live eternally. But people are not wise. They do everything, plan everything for this short time because they lack wisdom. The Bible says that dark places of the earth are filled with the habitations of cruelty. This wickedness. They'll do anything just to have a better life here on earth. But God is calling you to think differently. He's calling you to think differently. Change your mindset. Give more attention to the word. And when you give attention to the word, he said, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ears to my saints. Don't let them depart from your heart. Keep them in the midst of your mouth. Say, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Health. He said, keep it in the midst of your mouth. Keep talking about the word. Set your eyes on the word. Keep talking about it. That's the only way to survive in these times that we are in. That's the only way to survive in the times that we are in. Hallelujah. So hold on to the word. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Hold on to the word. Hold on. Don't give up. I always like to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, God, say, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. The God we serve is able to save us. But even if he doesn't save us, eternity is more important to us than the temporal pleasures we'll enjoy here. We will not bow. If we bow to your gods, we are going to hell. No. But if we don't bow, even if God doesn't save us and you throw us into your fiery furnace and we burn, we go to heaven. And that's a better place for us. Hallelujah. That was their mentality. And that should be your mentality. Yes, God is able to bring me out of this predicament. He's able to save me. He's able to deliver me. But even if he doesn't, I won't bow. I won't go against the word of God. I won't. Even if he doesn't, that should be your mentality. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember, only those that hold on to the word of God, only those that stand in God's word will make it in this last days. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus prayed a prayer. He said to Peter, he said, Peter, Satan has asked of you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you are strong, strengthen your brethren. I pray for you today that your faith will not fail. No matter what you are going through, no matter what persecution, what tribulations come to you because of the word that has come to you. I pray that your faith will not fail. I pray that you will not waver and you will not accept the devil's option to come out. But you hold on against all odds. That the word of God will gain grounds in your heart. And even in the trials of life, you will stand strong and hold on to God's word against all odds. I pray that 
when all the dust is settled, you will remain standing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you. And I'll come back again.